You're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of Soccer Talk in the Park. Just throwing it out there for all our American friends. Soccer, shot, score, back of the net. Thanks for coming. Um, Yeah, 51st episode of the show. If you missed it, our last episode, if this is the 51st, was our 50th. You know, if you're counting numerically from 49 to and trying to continue on, <laughs> that's where you end up. Ah, yes. Uh, I'm babbling now. It's time to babble. Um, in studio, as always, technical director du jour, uh, Sean Lother. How are you? Very good. You, buddy? I'm, I'm doing okay. Awesome. Uh, you know, the other uh, gentlemen who are usually on here are actually on a little vacay. Actually, I, th- I think the cast today is a lot better than what's been in the past. I think so, too. <laughs> Definitely prettier. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we've got some guests in here, and we've got a newcomer who's going to be uh, a permanent guest here, uh, Peyton Ross. How are you, Peyton? I'm doing awesome. How are you? I'm um, fantastic as always, as always. And also in studio as guest, we have Sarah Voss. How are you, Sarah? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I am well. And uh, Tara, Tara Simino, how are you? A bit nervous. I won't lie, but you know, pretty no, good. No need to be nervous. You're fine. You're doing well. Um, these young ladies are players within the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association, and we'll be having a real good chat and chin wag with them as we uh, as we go throughout the show here. Um, but as always, we'll sort of start off with what's been happening within the club, and uh, with two of the guys not here, we're just going to throw it all at Mr. Sean Lother. So, um, yeah, I know, we're kind of wrapping up. There's only about three weeks to go in the outdoor season, um, and so we're just trying to think to ourselves, uh, you know, what's going on? we got lots of preparatory stuff going to happen for indoor. I'll let you go at it. <laughs> Thanks for that, buddy. No worries, man. It. Yeah, we are wrapping up. I mean, the community program has been done for all of uh, August, per se. Yeah. Uh, get back going in September. Mm-hmm. Phoenix program, they've been playing, actually playing way too much, uh, at least two games a week. Some teams are playing three or four games a week. I know. It's, it's, I, I see it. It's pretty tough, isn't it? Yeah, it's tough. And people being away on vacation, uh, you know, we have teams that don't have a lot of players. For instance, I coached the women's Division One game last night. We uh, had nine players. Oh, my God. Went down to eight with about 15 minutes to go. Um, end up losing the game 3-2, but great, oh. great performance by it's the players. Battle. That's a gutty performance yeah. for sure. And they, they worked hard, and you know, by the end of the match, they were absolutely bagged. But I can believe it. It was, it was, it was like 30 Celsius I was yesterday, say, too, it was also it? pretty hot out here. Extremely hot, yeah. Um, you know, we had a 30-minute water break uh, in both halves, and uh, the, the kids were, well, women, yeah. were <laughs> extremely <laughs> tired. But they, they worked through it, and uh, were put in, put in a good performance, and unfortunately didn't get the, the tie nice. or the win, but uh, it, it was good to see. Well, that's awesome. Well, that's that's good, and I mean, as far as uh, all the other stuff goes on with the club, we're all <laughs> we're all moving in a thousand different directions and places to to try and make sure that the seasons are done and uh, run as efficiently as possible. I can't imagine what it would have been like if uh, we had actually been given time, COVID wasn't around, and all that sort of stuff. We'd have been we'd have been in a good place, good place. So, introduction time. We mentioned her right off the bat. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give this back to you again, Sean Lother, to sort of. Uh, and I don't know why I used your last name. I really didn't have to. Could have just said Sean. <laughs> um, but I'll let you sort of reintroduce uh, Peyton and let, let us know the background and uh, and what she's going to be doing with the club. Yeah, so uh, Peyton Ross, a longtime SPDSA alumni. Uh, Started playing with Sherwood Park Soccer when she was three a or four, kicker. five, yeah. little, little kickers it was little called kickers. back in the day. Timbits wow. now, right? Yeah, yeah, it's called Timbits now. Um, you know, and she worked all the way through the system, getting to play for Phoenix, and then moving on to provincial programming, RPC, which is a precursor to Rex. Uh, got a scholarship down in the United States with the uh, University of Texas El Paso, with many Canadians in that program at the time, and still is, I believe. Yeah. Um, and she's was a quality player. Uh, well, still is a quality player. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> quick correct, re- uh, correction there. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, now she stepped into this role. Started on August one, like I said. Uh, we're excited to have her. The interview we had 
with uh, Peyton, Debbie Ballam and I, she was a, a, f- a breath of fresh air, you know, very inspirational with the, the things she was saying during that interview. And she's going to have a, a very, very good career as a soccer coach, technical director, whatever, whatever you want to call them, um, moving forward. So I'm pleased that she's on board and uh, she's got a lot of work to do. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I, I actually, when I came in here today, she was already diligently working at that work. Yeah, trying a uh, first couple days in the office and excited to get out onto the field and start making some connections with the coaches and the players. Um, I had the opportunity to work at the Strive for Excellence camp in the last two weeks, I believe, which was exciting. I got to meet some of the the young junior Phoenix players, as well as connect with some of the counselors who are Sherwood Park players, which was really exciting. Uh-huh. And you're obviously looking forward to this and getting on with uh, things, getting on with life. And, and we were, we were out, you and I were having a little bit of a discussion ahead of time. And just, um, I mean, I know, I know you can attest to it too, Sean. It's uh, to, just to be lucky enough to have a, a job within this sport in this country is pretty amazing. And, and I don't think a lot of coaches out there who have these jobs actually think back to, you know, what country they're in, the sport that they're trying to coach, and how genuinely unbelievable it is to get to earn a, a living well, doing this in your own country. Yeah, like you know what? It's, um, I mean, for me, it's been kind of a whirlwind experience from start to finish. But to think about the fact that, I not only got to go to school and get an education and a degree that was paid for by the sport that I love, playing soccer, but now here I am coming into the working world, the workforce, and continuing to play the sport that I love and hopefully influence some younger players who are at a different phase of their journey, a different part of their journey. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, to be able to continue to live my life as a, a soccer player, a coach in this environment is just incredible, really. Now, I saw the influence and the little glance towards the uh, two young here. <laughs> what are your thoughts of that, Tara? You, you think that she's going to be a good uh, good fit for helping younger ones get on with life? I soccer? mean, hopefully. Like... I think she will be like she the fact that she went down to the states and whatnot I feel like it'll give like kids like uh like someone to look up to and to like follow in kind of her footsteps so I think it's really good to have her here and I'm happy that she's here now I'm not too sure whether she's going to be as capable of directing skits like (laughs) like you were during the camp but I I definitely think she's going to have be a pretty good option for helping out kids to play yeah, I mean, nobody, <laughs> nobody matches Tara. No, I was, and, and right. I was alluding to it because Tara had to do uh, work her little group into a fantastic skit, and there was a, it was a competition too. And and did you not win that competition? Yeah, won easily, I would say. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, everyone else's was kind of bad. They were just like doing like replays, like they were. There was no chance, no chance. Wow, Vossi, yeah. well, take 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 oh. the microphone away from her and say give your. <laughs> Two cents worth, because yours was pretty good. I was in the same one as Tara. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Shows you how much DW's watching. Yeah. No, we were, no chance. We were going to win. Yeah. I, I already knew. I was confident. But weren't you in another group as well? Didn't you have two groups, or were I you just in the, the one? I was with the little kids in the morning. Oh, yeah. that's what it was. That's yeah, what it was. they didn't get to do a skit. Yeah, I thought you were like, you know. I was just bouncing around, you know. She's a, <laughs> she's a wagon around. hopper. What's that called? A wagon hopper? Yeah, when you hop on the bandwagon. That sounds like something from Texas. That's a <laughs> you got yourself a wagon Unbelievable. hopper. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Wind up du jour. Well, we're super happy to have you on board, Peyton. Thank you. I'm it's, very excited. It, it's, it's nice to have that. I don't know how the new office digs. We were talking about that earlier, too, are going to going to pan out but uh with all of us in the same space it's going to be making moves making moves throwing darts at the soccer boards to see uh that's ah, one-on-ones today no it's i don't know i don't know it's something now it's I'm, something now i'm babbling just crazy well let's get on with the special guests here sarah voss and uh well not that it's not special to have you here Peyton. <laughs> um but our special guests sarah and tara <laughs> it's almost like uh what's 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 the, uh, the South Park 
thing, the Canadian show. What's the, what's that one? Do you remember that? There's a Canadian show that the South Park kids watch, and it was like, I forget. It's very no much like idea what Sarah and Jared. All right, never not mind. A clue. Not a Sorry. To know that. Oh, <laughs> come on. All right, I'll, I'll remember it soon enough. Anyways, um, <laughs> I feel like an idiot. This is going to be a good edit right here. <laughs> edit time 1025. Um, no, now, of course, it's dead silent because no one knows what Darren's talking about. Um, so, our special guests, Sarah and Tara, fantastic young players. What age groups are you playing with right now? Oh, Tara and I both play with the U17 team. Um, and then we both play women's. I play Premier and she plays Div 1 in Premier, right? Yeah. So you're, you're back and forth between the teams and, and playing. Yeah. You're, you're um, under- getting lots of reps. Yeah, getting lots of reps. I don't know. I've been sitting on the bench lately. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Have you really? No. no. <laughs> Andy called me last week and he's like, Tara, you're cut. And I was just like, oh, okay. No, we, we were at my house in the basement. So yeah. funny. Oh, my yeah. And that's it. Like, he didn't actually call you. No, you no, cut. no. We no, just no. we lost the game the night yeah. before. <laughs> It's not good. It's well. I mean, it happens though. I mean, it's. It, and uh, you had the pleasure of coaching these two. Pleasure. <laughs> um, yes, yes, I have. The two extremely good players that uh, always bring a good work rate to the game. Uh, technically gifted as well. And it's a pleasure coaching them. Um, I've fully enjoyed it. Oh well, that's good. I mean, have you have you had the opportunity? Have been called up to the women's games, and you've had them in the mix there. Yeah, of course, yeah, both yeah. in women's games. Yeah, okay, absolutely. I've coached Sarah before at the, at, at the Rex level yeah, and yeah. stuff. So they're, they're e- easy people to coach for sure. Yeah. Uh, don't cause a lot of problems, which is good to see. And two extremely nice young girls. Yes. Well, with the exception when of Sarah, on be. the time when you know when she, I want to be nice. Yeah. Like, well, you know, and I'm just, finding just that just out. Sean, though, Sean and I are friends. You there, know? there was a there was a candy issue that uh, I was supposed to get something and I didn't, and I, know. I don't know. Vossi was all over there was it. A, <laughs> there was a lot of betrayal, man. Okay? <laughs> well, no. Like I, that? Let's not go that far. There was no betrayal in it. Uh, Come on. If we want betrayal, we'd ask. We talked to Ant. And Andy. Andy. Yeah, mm-hmm. Andy. Andy. Not handing out high shoes at that camp. <laughs> Andy Schillen always promises kids candies and never follows through. <laughs> and then they come to us, the other the other coach, and says, we're supposed to get candies. What's going on? And we have no idea that Andy's promised these things and ne- never gives them to them. That's how he bribed everyone at the camp to say he was their favorite coach. He uh, promised them candy. I would believe that wholeheartedly. Um Let's move on to a little bit of a topic here. Well, it just what are your thoughts of how things are going, life in, in women's football? And I'll throw it at you, Peyton. You've gone through, I'm not going to say your whole career, but a bulk of career at the moment. And what are your thoughts? I think that this is the most exciting time to be a woman in soccer. Yeah. I think that... Right now, especially during the Olympics, I mean, we obviously, for the first time ever, have a chance at a gold medal in the Olympics as the women's Canadian team. And I think, hopefully, that there are a lot of young girls looking up to these players thinking, that could be me one day, and seeing the success right in front of them. And girls who have grown up through similar systems as them, who are coming from places like Edmonton or little tiny little places like yeah. Sherwood Park and getting the opportunity to see some success, some higher level um, play on on national TV, on mainstream media. I think that this is just an absolutely phenomenal time. Yeah. And now do you guys, I know you're young and you're still going through the process and stuff like that, but do you guys feel this kind of the same way? You're excited about the, the women's game right now? Yes, I'm very excited to watch it. Like, oh. I want us. To, I want us to win gold really badly. I yeah. know, like we've like since like Sinclair's been wor- like working for that for like twenty years or something. Mm-hmm. That's insane. That she's gonna retire. We're not gonna see her at another Olympics. I don't think. So. Well, it's amazing. I think she got her first start with the national team when she was your age, mm-hmm. like or even younger, wasn't she? I'm trying to remember how young. I thought it was like fifteen. Yeah, it's definitely 15, 16, 17. Yeah. Uh, that sort of time frame. I mean, obviously, she's world class, probably one of the best female players of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, not probably is the best female player yeah. of all time. Yeah. Based upon uh, the, go- the goals she scored and the, the career she's had. So, 
it's fantastic to see, and and I agree with with Peyton. Like you know, the, it's an opportunity for players all across this country to have a hero that they can look up to, and then hopefully emulate one day. Yeah, yeah. And what, what do you what do you think about that, Terry? Do you think that's a a quality thing? I have got no thoughts. Just give me the look, like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess so. I don't really know. Well, just so, just what about soccer in general uh, uh, in the women's game? Are you are you excited about where things are at right now? Do you have you really? I mean, if you haven't put any thought into it, that's fair enough too. Um. Well, no, I think it's good, but um, hopefully, like I know Andy was talking to our girls, and I hope he was hoping to uh, create a major league team hopefully soon for mm -hmm. uh, Sherwood Park Phoenix. Um. But yeah, hopefully. With like, especially with the 04 girls, I think we have really good talent in our group. So hopefully we can, you know, make that happen. Yeah. You know what? There's, there's so much opportunity out there for, in the women's game for, for all players, you know, and, and I really think that I, well, I just like the fact that you guys can all latch onto it now and, and just continue down that pathway of, of enjoying this great game and hopefully get beyond that and play for the, for the women's team where Sean will continue to coach and, Andy will continue to coach and give you guys a hard time just because that's what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> I think so, too. You were about to say something. You were going to add something. Oh, yeah. So I just looked it up. She's been competing at the Olympics for 21 years. Obviously, oh, it would have been 20 had COVID not happened, but yeah. 21 years. Four, four Olympic yeah. cycles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so is, crazy. So that's what? How many? Oh, it's, it's five. Five. five yeah. So that's yeah. Like, was she part of the? Was she we, was she involved with the Canadian team in that 1999 one? Were we in that? That's when the Americans uh, did. It, there was that huge problem, and and it was supposed to be in. Wasn't it supposed to be in Russia or something? And they bailed, or one of well, the countries been, was supposed to it carry. It would have been 99 because 99 is an Olympic. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I. Oh no, that was the Women's World Cup. Sorry, yeah. 99. Okay, but I think she was part of that team back in 99 as well. Yeah, I would think so. Wow, crazy. Well, listen, we're going to take our first break here on Soccer Talk in the Park. Why? Well, you know, we just need because the break. Because there's donuts. donuts. Yeah, we've got donuts, so we're going to have donuts and, and take a little bit of break. You are listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. We'll be right back. This episode of Soccer Talk in the Park is sponsored by Outback RV. Discover the Outback at Outback Country RV, Sherwood Park's first RV dealer. Yes, we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Sherwood Park District Soccer Association's Soccer Talk in the Park. We are the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. How many times can I say Soccer Association? Is there an Is unofficial it, Soccer Association podcast? Could be. Could, oh, be, could be somewhere else in the park. They might be hiding in someone's basement. Hey, let's talk about soccer. Let's just pretend. Pretend we're soccer guys and just evil people Tara or something. Tara start one yeah, from <laughs> our basement. Hey, easy in the back there. We can hear you eating your donut. No, I'm kidding. We can't. Andreas Schillen has walked into the room. Thank God. He'll have to listen to the podcast later to see how we talked about him earlier. But, you know, that's okay. <laughs> now he's wondering what's going on. Um, lovely guests in. We have Tara and Sarah. I, I, this is going to bug me now. This whole South Park thing. And this, <laughs> you should it's, have searched it up. It's, it's Tim and something. I, I can't remember, but it was just, again, the, the names kind of rhyme. So yeah. that's just the way it goes. And, of course, Peyton Ross. How are you, Peyton? Good. How are you? Peyton's the latest addition to the staff here at Sherwood Park District Soccer. And, and what, are you, what are you, the janitorial staff, right? Yes, no. absolutely. Oh, no. I'm kidding. <laughs> Taking she's, out the garbage. <laughs> she's the um, director of female, fo female football? Female programming. Female programming. the official title. Is that what it is? Yes. Very good. And Sean Lother is always your in here. Yes. Um, I'm just taken aback by the humor that the, <laughs> the new generation are displaying. Oh, my goodness. On this break, the stuff that these two girls were saying. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Well, and, and not <laughs> only very that. very funny. We're very funny. But it was the language that you were speaking, Peyton, that they understood that both we Sean and no I were idea. like, <laughs> what, are they, talking what about? are you talking about? Mostly, I think that the biggest role that I will play at Sherwood Park Soccer will probably be translator mm -hmm. in the next little bit. For, for what the young yeah. youth of the uh, <laughs> club exactly. are speaking? Exactly. Exactly, Sean. Mm -hmm. This is what they're trying to tell you. Here we go. <laughs> be able to that'd, be, uh, that'd be interesting. That'd be an interesting conversation. You, you know, of some sort. 
Voss, are you ready for this? You ready for this question? Go ahead. Yeah, I'm ready. I know you've got a young career happening already in, in football. Do I? I mean. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow, yeah. surprise there. I, I think you've you got uh, thoughts of going on to university, college, whatever it may be. Yes, I do. Well, that's a fantastic thing. So, so far, what has been the best moment for you within this game? Like, Just some thoughts. Could be anything. Could be a travel. Could mm. be the time you travel. Could be staying here. Could be hanging out and doing the podcast here with Tara. No, that's definitely number one. It's a podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I think we had a game recently and like against an impact team, I think, and we scored in like the 85th minute. And I think just seeing our team come together, like we all celebrate together, which is not something we do a lot. And I think that bonded team, that was one of my favorite moments. Awesome. Yeah, that's been my favorite moment from our season as a team. Okay. And then overall, in your young career, you, I know you've got lots of moments oh. ahead of you, but can you think of anything else that... Uh, I have a very similar... My favorite game moment ever was... I played with Tara at a different club. I was uh -huh. like 12. We were in Kelowna, yeah. and we scored against a Vancouver club in like the, like the 89th minute. And we got to go to like the final or something. And I remember that game very well because it was like a last minute shot in the box. That's my favorite moment ever. That's awesome. That's awesome. What about you, Tara? Any similar thoughts, I'm sure? Um, I would say, honestly, just overall, it's just like tournaments. Because it's so fun to just like hang out with your team and you like run around. I remember again with the Kelowna tournament, we were doing... Um, what was it called? Tag. Tag or something in the parking lot because it was just like the hotel in the middle and then like the cars all around with the Fantastic. boys team as well. It was so fun. I was just going to say there's nothing better than tag in a parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a uh, good rest and recovery from <laughs> the game you just played in 36 degree heat and you have another yeah. one in two hours time. But, yeah. but I can surely understand the whole, you know, process of just that bonding with friends and mm -hmm. exactly. hanging out and the travel part about it. Yeah. Oh, What about you? Okay, well. As I lean over and look at Peyton, uh, whose career is a little bit further yeah. along. So um, I think that something that was sparked in me as these girls were talking was that is the university career, at least in the States where you're traveling every second weekend. You're hopping on a plane with the girls that you're playing with who I have lifelong friends that I met while I was down in Texas. Awesome. Like bridesmaids and weddings, going down to celebrate birthdays. Let's all meet up five years down the road and catch up. So I think that that feeling that you get when you're away on a tournament is what it's like all the time. You live right next to your best friends. You get to wake up in the morning and go to your 6 a.m. weights. And yeah, maybe 6 a.m. weights are a little bit miserable, but you're getting there with your best friends and getting to do everything together in that like tournament, that feeling, right? Um, but as for my favorite memory this one is very specific but my freshman year I actually did get to start the first game of the season and I ended up um, playing the whole game but that was that was incredible it was a seven o'clock game so we played under the lights so uh -huh. in our stadium which was awesome but uh, the biggest thing for me was the next day I woke up and there was a picture of the opening games uh, opening game season opener on the front of the newspaper and it was actually an action shot of me heading the ball up against uh, an opponent. And that was just like a, a really big moment for That's me. Huge. You know, your That's first, awesome. Yeah, your first university game, NCAA Division One. you wake up the next morning and you're on the front of the newspaper. It was a pretty cool moment for oh, me. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, it, it's funny. It's funny to hear you younger ones in particular describing certain moments within games. I'll be honest, I can't remember any games I've played in. None. And I, and I think it really goes to show you about, you know, the, the, how much you love the sport, how much you're ingrained in the sport and the, and the direction you want to go. I'm sure you can think of many yeah. moments yourself. That yeah. I find it weird that you can't recall one moment. <laughs> well, no, I mean, there's, there's some games that I can sort of remember. I remember more as a coach than I do as a player. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, I've, Played in some pretty important games in my career, uh, World Cup qualifiers and stuff in front of fifty thousand maniac fans yeah. in Guatemala, whatever. But my biggest moment in in the game that I can remember, which is so vivid to me, I was only like thirteen. Mm -hmm. I was playing for Mercury House, 
versus Saturn house. So just like in <laughs> just like in uh, Harry Potter, you have houses yeah, in England yeah, that you yeah. play for in your school and do different events. Oh, mm-hmm. so cool. ours, ours were the planets. So I'm playing this game and I'm playing midfield and this ball gets headed out and I hit it on the half volley and it, it's a grass skimmer and it swerves into the bottom corner and the, the PE teacher who was the referee turned around and says, you'll dream, dream about that one tonight, son. <laughs> and I will never forget that, although it was a mean nothing game in a house competition at, at my high school. Mm. Just that goal was beautiful and perfect. That's awesome. You know, so you, you just me- me- uh, remember things like that, right? That happened in the game, and that was my moment. I, I mean, there's there's two for me, I guess, that if you want to really think about it. Similar, not similar to a school thing, but I was super young, and uh, it was a PK, and, and I'm, I was horrible at diving to my left. And it's funny, because I didn't really learn how to dive until I became a coach and learned the, the proper techniques, which is weird because in my day, at least, there, there were no goalkeeper coaches. Oh, natural. You, we, we learned from everybody else and from other older keepers. You'd hope to pick up some tips and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I made the save to my left. I actually had to dive and was able to palm it away. That was good. And the other one I remember was, was a, a ball coming across in front of me and, and just turning. Someone hit it point blank and it was straight off the mush. Ooh. And I remember that. I, I, I remember eyes watering up, and I'm trying to scramble <laughs> to see the next ball coming at me. And it went out, and I was stunned to be hit so hard in the face and not have a nosebleed. I think that was a, a, a moment that I remember a lot. <laughs> Strange thing to remember. I think the other memory for me is meeting Gene Simmons of Kiss backstage. It was, uh, that's a cool moment. Nothing to do with I soccer, was- but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was a moment that I have... What about you, Dre? You got any moments? Any thoughts of the game? Soccer? Yes, the soccer. <laughs> no, in uh, ice hockey. You I played did, that, right? Uh, I, I like the, the comment you made that you actually, when you, when you become a coach, that you actually learn more about the game than when you are a player. So I wish sometimes when I was young, the things I know now about the game, no, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm the same way. There's, and, and in case you didn't hear, Andreas was just saying that uh, he, he was thinking about the comment I just made about being a coach and learning more about the game as we, as we go on. And, uh, and there was things that he, you know, has learned more of uh, since coaching than, than he had before as a player. And it's, it's definitely something for me that's, that's been there, like my ability to. And how, how important is that? Lucky also in your youth career or growing up having good coaches. Yes. Because a lot of players maybe have oh, coaches, I wish I had but don't have the <laughs> right coach. A coach will never get in uh, your potential. Uh, yeah, you know what? And there's there's tons of players out there that because they haven't had the right coaches, they get bypassed and they get missed. I mean, there's how many times have you seen that where you know players have been missed up, but you know, in hindsight, like I know there's goalkeepers that I've seen before that are like, they weren't quite there, but I know if they had continued to work at it and had the right, you know, it's, it's, it's just not about the coaching either. It's just being in the right place at the right time. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. You know, to, for someone to see you at that moment and then you just get the opportunity to go and play at a higher level. That happens all of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, then, I mean, that's something for you two guys to think about. Is that, I mean, you, you've both been noticed and you've both been looked at. And, and I mean, from other coaches, I mean, I can say that because I've heard it. I, I hear about it. And it's funny because I don't think a lot of younger players really get the idea that, oh, I don't know where I'm going to go for college or whatever, when actual colleges and universities have already looked at you and already know who you are. It's amazing. How, how did you feel about that? Um, I think my story, my university story is a little bit convoluted. Um, I had a a slightly different pathway through university. I had a pretty big injury in my grade 11 year. And so all of the the kind of discussion that I had had with coaches kind of flew out the window. Nobody really wants to commit to an injured person. Yeah, an injured player. Exactly. Um, But again, coming back to right place, right time and almost more like right person, right time. I knew the right person. So it was actually Sergio mm-hmm. uh, Texera yeah. who 
he was working with RPC at the time, and he had a coach who became my university coach who had a player drop out last minute. He called Serge and said, hey, do you know anyone that can step in right away? Like, as a freshman, come in, we've lost this position. He said, yeah, I do, actually. She's not signed. I was in the December of my grade 12 year at this point, which for anyone who's unaware is pretty late in the signing process. So for me, it was, again, it was kind of a dream come true for that last minute, last minute miracle and got the chance to go down and have a successful career in the States. See, that's, that's awesome. That's really awesome. So you two can look forward to that same process Hopefully not breaking your leg before you get on with it, <laughs> yeah, but uh, maybe 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 finding the pathway. And I know I know I, I, I know about Sarah. I don't really know too much about your thoughts of where you'd like to go, where you'd like to take your game, Tara. What's what are your thoughts? Are you hoping to go on? Um, I mean, hopefully, like fingers crossed. I know I feel like I'm kind of like behind on like the recruiting process and whatnot. But I mean, with COVID and everything, I think it's like okay. But I, I do right. want to go to university and play soccer. I mean, it wouldn't be the worst thing if you know I couldn't. I would just like say whatever. But yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, if it's if it's one thing I can say from being a collegiate coach for 20 years or being part of staffs of collegiate teams for 20 years is make sure for both of you that you're going to a school that has the courses you want and the course you want to take because if you go in there strictly for the sport you can end up being a little bit disappointed um, on the other side of the fence and not necessarily because the school's not great academically or whatever it they just may not be able to put you on that same pathway to where you want to get to outside of the game. Um, so that's a real thought process to put in. And I know we've had these discussions before about universities and what to look for and what to think for. But really, at the end of the day, you, you want to find that perfect mix, if you can, of the school that's going to be offer you the right curriculum as far as the, the scholastic end of things go, and then still offer a program, a soccer program, that you can latch on to. And of course, you know, that'll pay your way through school to some degree. Um, as every every university, every college will be able to offer you a little bit of something to help with your, you know, your, your payment of, of school. And I think on that point, something that a lot of young players don't understand is that sometimes you find the university first and you're the person that reaches out to the coach and says, hey, listen, I'm interested in the school, I'm a soccer player, and I would love an opportunity to play for your team. And that gets the coach kind of interested. And then maybe they say, hey, listen, could you send me some some footage of your career? Or are you playing anywhere nearby that I could come out and watch? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's the pathway. It's not always going to be the coach reaching out to you first. Sometimes you got to do a little bit of work. Very true. I mean, and I've seen a lot of players who have chosen the school they want to go to and, and then fostered that relationship between the head coach and themselves to try and develop that interest, as you've just suggested. Exactly. So that's good. I think it's important as well is <clears throat> that you two girls and, and other players in the club use the people around here to help you out as well. Oh, of course. Because a phone call from a staff member that knows somebody, not necessarily that coach, but knows someone that knows that coach and can recommend you, goes a long way. And one of the first things that coaches ask me is, what type of people are they? What type of girls? And I have to lie about you too, quite <laughs> <laughs> um, I would too. But, um, I you know, it's, it's, it's essential that you use the people around you to help you out. Because I think the, the coaches in this club the staff in this club do care about the players and we will do everything to help you guys out. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Hey, listen, on that note, we got to take one more break here. So we are going to take it. Why? Well, you know, got I was going to say we got to pay bills, but it's a podcast. Um, so we will be back with the lovely guests, Sarah and Tara and uh, Terrence and something. Oh, man, it's coming to me. <laughs> Terrence and Philip. That's it. Or Philip and Terrence. Anyways, we'll talk about that later. Uh, You're listening to Soccer Talk of the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. We'll be right back. This episode of Soccer Talk of the Park is sponsored by Outback RV. 
Discover the Outback at Outback Country RV, Sherwood Park's first RV dealer. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you are listening to Soccer Talk on the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. We're back. I'm just looking at the gap here on the recording, and it's uh, quite massive. Thanks. I don't know why I'm, you know, throwing that out there, but someone's got to throw some stuff out there to make it stick. I'm looking at donuts all over the table here. Who brought the donuts? Oh, I did. Uh, they uh, both. Well, Tara, you you Tara both did. Tara drove me. Tara drove me because I can't drive. And forced you to stop at the donut. No, I shack. forced her. I was like, "That's where it is." And then like, you can't drive, or you don't want to drive. I can. She's sixteen, so technically okay. she can't get her license. <laughs> okay, no, no. Oh, okay. So here's my thing. I was, I was gonna get my license during COVID. Like my birthday was during the like lockdown, and then they canceled my test three times, and then I decided I want to take it on stick shift because um, I drive stick, but wow. I can't. Parallel park and stick very well because I stall. Like, if you go too slow yeah, in yeah, reverse, yeah. you will stall. But, like, I can't stall in the middle of the road, you know? Like, so I need to get good at it and stick before I take it, okay? Tara can't relate. She doesn't drive stick. Okay? So, hang on yeah, a sec like, here. Why so, would I? so, but the whole point is get your license not on stick. And you can still drive stick later. Here's my thing, though. I want to, but every car in my house, like, the only, we have, everybody drives stick except for one car in my house, and it's the biggest car. It's, like, this massive SUV, and I'm not driving that. So, mm. Like, like. Excuses. Okay, I can't <laughs> see, like, over the windshield in that car on the steering wheel. It's Cable. like. Too bad you're short. Do you have someone else, an, in your, another family member, cousin, no, uncle, I'm, try, I'm trying to be, like, elite and, like, take it and stick so I can just be like, I took mine and stick. And, you know, like, that's... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would just be more concerned about getting my license. In then. the UK, you have to take it with, your, with the stick if yeah. you want to get your license. Uh, you know how to drive stick? I do? Yeah. And well, yeah, that's all yeah. I grew up with that. Yeah. See? Yeah. Tara can't relate. She drives her Subi, and Subi is an automatic. But that's okay. Borrow her yeah, Subi. Fine. Take, yeah. take her Subi to your test. I will crash Subi. I'll be like, oh, sorry, Tara. Do you do you oh, call yes. it Subi? Is that its name? Yeah. Yeah, nickname. It's, love it. I know, right? <laughs> As we digress and shift to donuts and car driving. There's that humor again. Yes. Yes. Why I don't have my license. The, the girls are looking for an edit point here at 4956. Not that that means anything to anybody else. Um, let's head on to the national team. Now, you guys are younger. You've probably seen the national team perform, well, quite a few times, I would imagine. And um, a favorite players, Tara. Who's who? Do you, who do you like to watch? Oh yeah, I'm throwing you under the bus right away here. Any thoughts? You can't use Sinky. Obviously, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would honestly say my. Um, I don't know. This is a hard question. It is a hard question. Like I like all of them, but I really like Jesse Fleming. I feel like that's just like a. No, she's yeah. an awesome player. And she's, like, pretty young, too. I remember the first... I think I watched her, like, in one of her first games she played, like, on TV. Uh-huh. So I think that was, like, pretty significant. But honestly, all of them. Like, I really like all of them. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good. What about you, Vossi? Okay, I, I like all of them, too. But I like Buchanan, and I like Becky. <gasps> and Heidema, though. I just... I do really like Heidema. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm a Kadisha Buchanan fan. Uh, obviously, as a center back, I like to like to watch the defensive line, and I just think she's pretty solid. I like that she's versatile and likes to likes to attack. She's a little bit fearless with that. So she's uh, and she's very close in my age range. So it was someone that I got to got to connect with a little bit. I felt like. Yeah. Do you have a favorite there, boss? Well, there's a lot of good players, well, there, obviously, um, and it goes back. But, I mean, uh, Fleming's different class. Yeah, I think she really is. I think she's a quality player for sure, as far as players go. And but I mean, I'm a goalkeeper coach, so <laughs> of, of, hey? of course. Well, I'm you know, LeBay, McLeod. I like them all. I, I like all the keepers they've got in the mix right now. They're quality, quality players. I'm gonna say something that might make you a little, a little upset, but I'm not Uh-oh. a huge. LeBay fan, mm-hmm. but I think she has been unbelievable so far this oh, yeah, yeah. this competition. Like in the, um, the Brazil US. game, oh, I think she kept them in the game. Mm-hmm. In that overtime, they started to get a little tired. I mean, obviously that's that's understandable, but I really think she is the reason 
that yeah. they made it to the the semi against the U.S. Yeah, yeah. I've I've been lucky enough to be around that national team and the and the players that have been in the mix there to to remember uh, training Wendy Hawthorne, <laughs> who was like way back back when Neil was the head coach. Neil, yes, and you guys know who Neil is, right? Yes, yeah. So Neil and I are besties. Yeah, well, when he was the national coach, uh, it was like Wendy Hawthorne, their current. I guess she's the under twenty goalkeeper coach, um, Nikki Wright. Um, I I coached her back in the first incarnation of the Whitecaps women uh, and in the national pool. She was another national goalkeeper who was outstanding, fun to train, fun to work with. But I've been lucky enough to be able to work with both LeBay and McLeod, and uh, they're such quality, quality players and, and good. Now, just out of curiosity, what are your thoughts? What do you think could be different within her game, Steph's? Um, I mean, obviously, I'm – Again, coming from the perspective of a center back, which I think that that's a that's a valid. Of course, um, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of interaction between totally. a center back and a keeper, yeah. and I think having a huge that's a huge part of your game is mm-hmm. a good relationship. Yeah, and I personally wish she was a little bit more aggressive off her line. I feel like um, there's a lot of times that, again, personally, I yeah. would want to shield a ball back or just hold that man off while the keeper comes out, and I feel mm-hmm. like she's a little bit tentative off her line. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I, I can't say anything about her in this, in this uh, competition. No, no, I think no. She's I, been, I think she's been outstanding. You- yeah, I disagree. I think she's quite good coming off our line from what I've seen. And I, uh, I think she's uh, a leader. There's no question about that. She's, mm-hmm. she's led, led the line in this, in this Olympic competition. Uh, some of the saves and PKs, et cetera, has been phenomenal. She does... Like like a lot of keepers do, embellish stuff. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, there's a, a save being made, and you got to make this big dive to yeah. save it. And really, some of the time you don't have to. But uh, she's she's quality. I mean, she she's definitely a world class goalkeeper. Yeah, and I I have to say that for the most part, I, you know, having the opportunity again to have worked with a lot of these players, I I think the the biggest element of most of these keepers' games is their inability to deal with crosses and flighted balls coming in on angles. Uh, I think it's a tough, tough thing to make, to be decisive. Even in the men's game, there's a lot of male keepers out there that don't do well on a crossing or corner kick perspective. And uh, I think there's, there's actually only been one keeper that I've worked with personally that had that down. Other elements of their game needed work, but they had it down, and that was Nathan Ingham, who's playing for York now in, in the CPL, mm-hmm. when he was with FC Edmonton. Unbelievable timing and ability to come for crossed and corner kicks, cross balls and corner kicks. I mean, kicks. that's saying a goalkeeper that's afraid of, cro- uh, just like Dracula, afraid yeah. of crosses, you know what I mean? There's <laughs> oh, several oh, of hang them. hang on a sec, hang on a sec. The humor's got to flip there. I that understood was, that. Did you, I, I understand. Did, Tara's did you, a little confused. I did not. Okay, Dracula. Dracula. A vampire. Dracula's a vampire. They're afraid of crosses. Like, Oh, oh get, it. get it? Yeah, I get it now. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, there you go. It took a while. <laughs> we <laughs> not, made it. We not, made it there. Yeah, I was going to say, nothing like having there. to explain jokes, <laughs> but um, we, we all do. We all do at times. Um, that's awesome to hear all the different favorites, and and I think I think we're all sort of in agreement as far as Fleming goes with the... Uh, no, go ahead. No, you were leaning in. No, I don't want to say it. No. I forgot. No. I forgot. <laughs> Tara started leaning into the mic, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, go ahead." Yeah, yeah. and no, she forgot. Um, but was, that, was that humor that you just done there? No, no, I, no, no, no. <laughs> That's I, where we wish we had the video cameras rolling because that would be. It was like the uh, replay. This is just every conversation with Tara in the car, she'll be like, "Oh, I forgot what I was going to tell you." Oh, I forget. Yeah, like happened to the conversation. That's the sign of an artist to have that type of stuff. Happen. A genius. Well, I wouldn't uh, go that far. That's a, yeah, that's pushing it, Sean. I, I would say artist. We have we have so many things going on in our heads. Notice how I exactly. throw I lump myself into that category. <laughs> so many things going on. We always uh, we're forgetful of some of the stuff that we say. Yeah. What about what about what about this Gold Cup game? And I know by the time everybody hears this broadcast, it'll have been played. They've shifted the time, which I think is a great thing for, to be able to do for these athletes. Originally, it was going to be at 11 a.m. Japanese time, 
And now they've moved it to, uh, what is it, 6 p.m. or 5 p.m.? Yeah, evening. I think. Yeah, yeah that's 6 a.m. tomorrow 6 morning. 6 a.m. Yeah. our time here. Yeah. So do you think that's going to bode well? It'll bode well for both teams, I guess. Who's going to win? Canada. Canada? Yes. Obviously. Gotta <laughs> say yeah, are you kidding? I'm excited. I want us to bring home a gold. I don't think yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get a ton of opportunities. I haven't had a ton of opportunities, you know, with like like the US. They didn't perform well, yep. but they usually are a very big competitor, right? Yeah. Oh and like, you know, Australia brought a good team I in Brazil. I think they brought a lot of good teams, but I, I don't think we're gonna get a comp like a chance every year at a gold medal. I hope we will, but I yeah. want us to bring home gold this year. Goal would be very well. I mean, regardless of whether they win the game or they don't, they're they've changed the color of their medals from the last several Olympics. Just to be in that top three mm-hmm. and being on that podium is un- unbelievable. Well, it's it's not only good to get the medal, but to maintain funding for the the national team program. Yeah. You know, part of on the podium is to win medals, mm-hmm. and then you get additional funding. So. Yeah. That's good for, in that regard that they're going to get some funding out of this. For sure, for I, sure. I mean, I also think that you're going to see a huge trickle-down effect even into programs like this where you have, again, these young girls who are able to see this game being played on the television and see themselves in these players and say, Mommy, Daddy, this is the sport I want to play. This is what I want to try, mm-hmm. um, which is is a new experience for, for Canada. Yeah. And hopefully we do see that influx of of young athletes wanting to wanting to try something new or have that renewed fire of coming out for training and practices, especially after COVID, girl, girls and guys starting to play again and getting their feet back under them and lacing up their boots. I think this is going to be... What timing for a female director of the club, huh? Oh, <laughs> couldn't have asked for better. <laughs> Coming out of an Olympic period where the uh, Canadian national team can go for gold and then all the, uh, like you said, that trickle-down effect is going to be huge. It seems to be after every World Cup and every uh, Olympic phase that the the increase in, in sports, it did, well, all sports, I guess, but uh, it just seems to be increased. I mean, representation matters, I think. Like, getting to see ourselves on on TV, on Instagram, on things like TikTok, you know? Like, I think this that's huge for young girls, yeah. and I think that hopefully we're going to see, we're going to see the changes in the next little bit. TikTok, that's part of a nursery uh, rhyme, isn't it? Uh, I, I thought I thought it was the sound uh, clocks make. song, actually. <laughs> It's Ooh. a what? It's a what? A Kesha song. Okay. Is it really? Talk. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the lyrics. Okay, the edit lyrics. point one hour at... No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Catch this whole thing uh, out. Just yeah. Tara and I singing in the background. <laughs> That's quite all right. I'm, uh, I'm totally unfamiliar with TikTok. Andy's not. <laughs> Andy's, that, t- Andy's TikTok famous. Is Andy the king of TikTok? He's yeah, he he's left the room. I feel bad because he's supposed to be on the podcast, but came his in. time ran out. <laughs> his time did run out, unfortunately. As the TikTok, uh, he's out there that having was funny, Sean. you know things. Now, how many people do you follow or follow you on TikTok? I think I have like a hundred followers, maybe. <laughs> That's all right. That, what I'm about you? Like none, because I use it like just to scroll through yeah. videos. Like any, uh, it's not like necessarily for posting. You're so just it's like more of an entertainment value exactly. just to see. It's like YouTube okay. kind of thing. Some people post. Like Andy doesn't post videos. Other people posted videos of Andy and they got famous. It went viral. So no I mean, way. Yeah, like I over mean, twenty thousand, and then all the comments are so funny. Oh my wow. god. Wow. What and about you? Andy Schillen has. A video on TikTok? Some, yeah, we showed some, it to you. Yeah, Sean, we talked about this like two days ago. I didn't know it was his. Well, I said, okay, it's not his video. Some player posted a video of him, and they got TikTok famous. Okay, so that's not, okay. So Andy, Andy himself has a video with over like 20,000 likes. What? Yeah, I'll show it to you after, you know? You're kidding. I'm not kidding you. Do people have nothing better to do? This was like a, this video this is, is like 2019. Yeah, 2019, so, it's even yeah. even older. And yeah. he's riding at the last Get one. Get on that new wave. TikTok yeah, is... Uh, I'll tell TikTok you, new, is the new wave will be me finishing this donut that's sitting beside yeah. me. That's, I can't wait for that. That's <laughs> hey, listen, we're going to wrap this up here, ladies. Sarah Tara, 
You can start your own cartoon on South Park. Yeah, I know. It. I'm telling you right now, you probably could. These two could have a TV show. I would watch it. Are you serious? Yeah, Reality I think TV? they're hilarious. There you go. You've got your first first I'll fan the first. right there. No, it would. Just I'll, I'll be tune in every week. <laughs> it would just be Tara driving me around places. Yeah. Like, or yeah. you could start your own podcast. What would be really funny is if you only had the one microphone you had to sit <laughs> back, back and forth. That would make it priceless. Um, so we want to thank Sarah and Tara for both being here and being our guests. Thanks for coming, ladies. Thanks for having us on. We really appreciate it. Not yeah, a problem. Thank Thanks for the donuts, guys. That was awesome. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, and, and Peyton Ross going to be... Uh, uh, a new member to the staff and uh, and and be here more times than we'd like to have her here on the podcast. <laughs> no, probably no, no. We'll, be, we'll make a special spot for you in the new facility, which is coming, um, and and we'll definitely have you on o- October one. October one. That's an exciting time. It will be. Snow will be flying. Oh, I hope not. I'll Ew. have turf and keepers diving all over the place. Oh. Love that. That's the what it's all about. That's that's a good thing. <laughs> um, and then, of yeah. course, thanks to Sean Lother. John, as always. Thank you, sir. I appreciate the time you put into this. Oh, no worries. And uh, for D. Govender and Dan O'Drummond that are out there and for we, Andreas who visited us a little we bit did, here. We didn't miss them. No. Definitely. You got a Me better. and Sarah were better. Yeah, you got a better 100% group. you were. Uh, we, well, we might have to have this be a repeat. Honestly. Watch like, your listeners go up by like 100%. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm liking that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we'll have this podcast edited and ready to go for the weekend. They're going to put a video on TikTok to promote it. There you <laughs> yeah, go. Seriously. I'm liking that. We'll see how many hits we get there. Oh, yeah, it, definitely it, definitely viral material. Viral so. material. We're liking that. I think we just zoom in on the donuts and then everyone oh, else. smart. Taking a bite. Oh, fantastic. So you've been listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Hope you've enjoyed the show. If you have any comments or anything like that, we uh, where do we like to go there, uh, Sean? <laughs> www.spdsa.net. Nice. Go in, show your appreciate. Well, not appreciation. Tell us what you want to hear, and it'll be uh, more than. T- let us know if you, Tara and Sarah, need to start their own podcast. I will go on and just write that like anonymous <laughs> thing. Bring them back. <laughs> so, we just hope that everyone gets a chance to, uh, you know, put in their two cents worth. Let us know what you want to hear, what you, what you want us to talk about, and we'll. We'll almost get on it. Um, you're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. <laughs>